When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ew. One, and we are recording with the great Bobby Ann Cox, who got me started on Rumble. So with that, I must say thank you, because I had no idea the imminent ban from YouTube would eventually eviscerate my channel last August, and that's why my podcast is still available on video platforms. So thank you. But Ms. Cox, for all the new listeners, because it's been a minute since you've been on here, please introduce yourself. Yes. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks for having me on again. It's great to see you. So yep, I am Bobby Ann Cox. I'm an attorney. I'm located in New York, the wonderful state of New York. And um, yeah, I've been practicing for about 25 years now. And we are doing some real fun legal battles here in New York, fighting against the tyranny. So I am happy to discuss that with you today. And so what exactly is, so you guys are suing the government? We are suing the governor. So that's Kathy Hochul. Um, We're suing Governor Hochul. We're suing the Department of Health for New York State. We are suing the commissioner of the Department of Health. Her name is Mary Bassett. And we are suing the council, which is the health council that basically rubber stamps the regulations into effect. So um, those are the four respondents in our lawsuit. And um, I'm representing three New York state legislators, um, Senator George Borrello, Assemblyman Mike Lawler, and then Assemblyman Chris Taig, as well as a citizens group uniting New York state. And so those are the four petitioners in the case. And um, we are basically suing over this regulation, which is called the Isolation and Quarantine Procedures Regulation. And what it does, shockingly enough, is it allows the Department of Health to pick and choose who they're going to force to isolate or quarantine. Now that can be in your house. They could tell you like you have to stay in your house for X number of days, X number of weeks, X number of months. There, there's no limit on the time frame, Jeez. And, um, or they could take you out of your house and put you into a facility. So a detention center, Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a facility, a camp, whatever you want to call it, they can actually force you to leave your home and go stay there again for any amount of time that they think is appropriate. Um, And the basis is if they just think you might have a communicable disease. So if it sounds like Australia or it sounds like Canada or Auschwitz, um, then there, there you go. Um, so yeah. And, and it's completely illegal because um, the governor 
and the Department of Health, they gave themselves this power. So agencies, in this case, the Department of Health, can't just do whatever they want, right? They have to, when they're making a regulation, they have to be operating under direction from the New York State Legislature. So the legislature is the lawmaking body. They say they pass a law. And if they want to, they could say, hey, everybody in New York, we're going to give the Department of Health the power to force you to quarantine. The legislature could do that. Sure. I'm not saying it would be constitutional. I'm just saying they would have the power to make a law to do that. And then they could tell the Department of Health, hey, make a regulation that that basically carries out this law. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. And in fact, there was a law proposed in the New York State Legislature by an assemblyman. His name is Nick Perry. And he proposed this, a bill, a proposed law years ago, which did exactly what this regulation says. It allowed the governor to pick and choose who would have to quarantine for how long, she could make you leave your home and go to a detention center to quarantine. It, it was it was basically the same thing as what this regulation says. And do you know, there are over 200 members of the New York State Legislature. If you combine the New York State Senate and the New York State Assembly, you have over 200 members. Guess how many of those members of the New York State Legislature got behind that bill that was proposed? See, part of me thinks all of them and the system shot and part of me thinks no one and it was a total jump. So I don't really have, I don't know. It's, so it's, it's the latter. It's the latter. So not one lawmaker got behind this proposed legislation. Well, that's, I mean, that's, other than, other than the one guy who proposed, you know, who wrote, the, who wrote it. That's, that's good though. Right. I mean, that's, that's all, that's, that should be somewhat inspiring that none of them got behind it. Right. 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 Nobody got behind it, but then the governor took it and made it a regulation. <laughs> and that's not so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That's so- not so good. And it violates separation of powers, right? So separation of powers is the same on the federal level as it is on the state level. You've got three branches of government. They each have their own job. One of them is not supposed to cross over into the other one's lane, right? So the legislature is supposed to make laws. The governor, which is the executive branch and her agencies, they're supposed to enforce the laws. And then you have the judicial branch, which is supposed to, you know, those are the courts. Those are the judges in the courts. So they're supposed to decide if there's an argument, who's right, who's wrong. So everybody has their own job. Everybody's supposed to do their own thing to help society run smoothly. But in this case, the governor, the executive branch, decided to make a law. They're calling it a regulation, but really it's a law. And pushed it through the Department of Health. And here we go. So um, we're suing based on the premise that you violated the separation of powers you passed a law, which you're not allowed to do because you don't have the power. And the law, that regulation needs to be struck down and the court needs to throw it out and say it's, it's not legal, it's not enforceable. Um, so this is, this is our lawsuit that we are, we are engaged in now. 
now what will it actually look like as it as it battles out so um i filed the case in new york state supreme court uh the beginning of april about three weeks ago um New York State Supreme Court, it's a little bit of a misnomer. So the Supreme Court is actually the first level of court. It's not the highest court in New York State. Um, So I filed in New York State Supreme Court and um, I asked the judge to expedite the process because um, the governor made this an emergency regulation and it has um, a time frame, so she had a certain date that it would expire. But what she's been doing is um, issuing emergent this regulation as an emergency. But she's been doing it every couple of months, just reissuing, reissuing, reissuing. So um, the court did grant our it was an order to show cause. So they granted an expedited time frame. And instead of, so the attorney general represents the governor, right? So that's the attorney representing the governor, the department of health, everybody that we're suing. So the attorney general's office, instead of answering our lawsuit, they removed the case to federal court. And they tried to claim that we had federal claims in our lawsuit, which was not true at all. It's all about New York state law, New York state constitution. Um, So we were in federal court for about a week. We had to make a motion to the federal court judge and argue why we should not be in federal court. We should be back in state court. Um, And so we, we won that motion. So the federal judge agreed with us that this was not a federal case. And so sent the case back to state court. Um, so now we're back in state court and we are waiting for the attorney general to file their answer to the lawsuit. So that'll be happening next week. Um, so yeah, it's been a little bit a little bit interesting to see how they're handling themselves. Um, the other really interesting thing that happened was uh, there, there are three New York state assemblymen, um, assemblyman, Andy Goodell, assemblyman, Will Barkley and assemblyman, Joe Giglio. And they got together and they filed what's called an amicus brief. So what that is, is if, if you're not part of a lawsuit, but you have a heavy interest in the outcome of a lawsuit, you can file a brief with the court to show the judge that you support one side or the other, right? Kind of like, in an, case, like an endorsement almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a legal brief. So, you know, you cite cases and you make sure. your legal argument and such. Um, but in this case, they wanted to show support for us, for the petitioners in the case. And so um, the attorney general's office is fighting because fighting against the amicus brief. They don't want these three assemblymen to be able to file the brief and to allow the court to read it and consider it when the, when the judge is dealing with the case. So now there's motion practice going on about 
should the court allow this amicus brief to be filed or not? So it's really surprising. It's very, very rare. I actually don't know of an instance um, where an amicus brief was trying to be filed and um, and the state wouldn't basically let it. fights against it. So no, that's not too that's not too inspiring because that that in my completely inexperienced know nothing about the legal system other than that. Like I, I know for a fact, I need to wear clothes when I go outside. Like that's about the extent of what I know. You do. Yes. yes that you is do. That is that's very good. Tommy, you have passed one-on-one, <laughs> but, but so that would tell me then, right. Because if only one of the legislatures legislators was behind it. Right. But then the governor passed it. That shows there's clearly interest in it. Now who's behind the governor or their corporate interest or whatever. But now that this amicus, brief if you say you've never you've never known of them of one not being able to be filed or the state kind of stonewalling against it so it looks like there is more power behind this than just one legislator and the governor would that be a correct analysis and then can you illuminate who those powers would be yeah i i don't i don't know what is going on behind the scenes who would um, who, who would benefit from it would there be people constructing the camps would there be some sort of vaccine and this is insane conversation to even be having but would there be a contractor would there be people you have to find out if people had communicable diseases so you need a vaccine database there'd obviously be a technological provider for that there'd be some sort of app there'd be a way of testing there would you'd have to have a whole new force you'd have to actually be able to extend the law into physical reality you'd have to have some sort of armed force to transport the people there there would have to be a whole infrastructure around it someone is interested in this happening and maybe it's not economic maybe it's just a psychopath in power like we've seen several times in the last century of setting up concentration camps. No one gave a shit about the bottom line financially. It was about exterminating someone you didn't like. Right. Right. Well, the interesting thing about this is the state is actually advertising to hire people to work in the quarantine detention centers. Oh, so it's job creation. So I, I don't know what you want to draw from that, but there um, I saw an ad that was posted online for they want social workers or counselors that this is what they're advertising to hire to work at the quarantine centers. So obviously, if the state's looking to hire social workers and counselors, they know that there's going to be a negative psychological effect on the people that are forced into these detention into the, into the concentration camps. Well, I mean, I mean, call them what you want. It's a place where people are being told, Hey, you have to not only isolate yourself at home. No, no, no. You have to go into yeah. facility. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't negotiate with the semantics. It's a concentration camp. <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't it call what it is it's 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 not a it's not a no contact minor attracted person it's a pedophile that wants to fuck a child that's kind of where i am at this point is and i'm speaking for me not for miss cox don't even negotiate with with giving them an inch it's a concentration camp sorry well here here's the other thing the regulation 
says that, again, this is all power that the governor and the Department of Health gave, gave themselves. This is not coming from the New York State Legislature. Um, the regulation says that they can use local law enforcement to help them carry out their orders of quarantine, which means, logistically speaking, they could have the local, whatever, the sheriff, the, the police, whatever it is, come to your house and either make sure that you're actually isolating in your house, like you're supposed to be, or that you are actually leaving your house and going to the detention center. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they are giving themselves the power to use the local police to do this. It's, it's unbelievable. It's it, this regulation not only violates separation of powers, it violates several New York state statutes that are laws that are in effect and have been in effect for years. I'm making a note of this right now to get, someone else on this podcast with you that I think would be helpful. Um, sorry. And you know, no, and that what they would be called is just like the semantics, you would call them the uh, Sonder commando. Those are the people that operate the concentration camps. Just, just use, just, just kind of label what it is now. I mean, there's a guy running for Congress out of New York state. Uh, I don't think he, if, I think he got called back to active duty, Andrew McCarthy, from our, I think, Space Force, U.S. Army Intelligence. Okay. I think he would go insane if I'll, I'll send him this episode tonight and I'll, I'll text him and I'll, I'm going to try to get, because even if he's, because I think he was recalled, so he has to go back to serve, but I still think he has a lot of connections and might run again. That might be a good person to, to get you in touch with. Because, oh yeah, that would be fabulous. Absolutely. Because, because fuck this. And again, I know that I, I know you speak, you speak very eloquently and maturely. I do not, I swear like an animal. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, truly you, we can't call this anything other, other than that. Right. We can't, it's not, it's content curation. No, it's censorship. Like we can't call it these things. It's well, it's a, it's a for your safety. No, it's a police surveillance state. It's the Patriot Act. No, it's, it's enhanced interrogation. No, it's torture. Dancing around and playing their game of sort of dressing these things up is the first step to allow them in. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm maybe seeming irrationally, uh, uh, arrogant, not arrogant, uh, stubborn on calling them concentration camps. It's what yeah, it well, is. Do you, do you want to know? So there's been, so this lawsuit was filed, I don't know what three, let's say three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. Do you know that no media outlets are are picking up the story? I, I mean, say, there have I, been a, I haven't heard a word of this. No, but this is what I'm saying. A couple of local, like, you know, who wrote an article, like a news article or a blog or something. Exactly. But I'm talking about mainstream media completely ignoring this. The fact people don't, New Yorkers don't even know that this regulation is on the books. I have a ton of family in New York who I'm in text groups with they've not said anything. No, because people don't know people that knew about that proposed law. That was it. the, the sponsor, uh, Nick Perry, assemblyman, Nick Perry, he actually pulled the, he withdrew it in December um, because he was getting such big backlash about it. People that knew about that bill, it's, it was assembly bill 416. They, when he pulled that bill in December, People thought that this all went away. 
people thought like, oh, great. Hey, we spoke up, we called, we emailed, we complained, and the guy pulled the bill. Oh, great. We're safe. No problem. People don't even realize that, well, the governor basically just took the same language and made it a regulation. The problem is that when you have a regulation, a regulation is comes from an agency, right? Agency members, people that run the agency, people that are hired by the agency, people that work in the agency, they're not elected officials, right? So they're just, you're hired. You're, you're, you know, the commissioner of the Department of Health for New York State is appointed. And then all the people that work there, they're just hired. So you have people that are not elected making a rule like this, which is really a law. What happened to the people's voice? What happened to electing, voting for and electing your representative to represent you in the lawmaking process? What happened to that? If, if this regulation is allowed to stand, then, then agencies could just start making whatever rules they want. And yeah. who cares what the people think? Because they don't have to run for election or re-election. They're just appointed. It's the unelected, yeah, the unelected governing body. So what would be, as I always do, you can see I just start yelling until my face turns red. What can I do other than just yelling in, until my face turns red? Because it, it's kind of like when people like change their profile picture to like I stand with Ukraine or some shit. And you're like, that's for you. That's not for Ukraine. That's for you. So like I always I always have to try to stay aware. Am I just yelling in front of an American flag about how this is bad? And then as soon as this conversation's over, it's eh, on to the next thing. What what can I obviously I can have you on here. I can put you in touch with the guy I, I, I know uh, running for Congress out of New York State. What else can I do? Not even my audience. Can, what, what else can I specifically do? Is there anyone I can help put you in touch with? Do you just need a platform? I obviously don't have a lot. I have close to 10,000 subscribers. Is there, what can I specifically do? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. It, the, the story needs to be told, yeah. right? So um any sort of media outlets. We'll just, or, we'll just, we'll fart, fucking start doing weekly episodes then. We'll just do weekly episodes on new and the updates on the New York concentration camps. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Let's do this. It, it's got to get out there because, like I said, not only do New Yorkers not know, but other people don't know. And now I read that they're trying it in Washington state. So what happens in New York a lot of times then spreads. Right. So are they, do you know for sure they're trying in Washington state? Somebody sent me an article, which said that, that they are trying to do the same type of, um, I don't remember right now if if it's a regulation or if the Washington state legislature is trying to pass a law, but it's the same idea of forcing people, whether it's in their house or taking them out of the house and putting them into a facility forcing people to quarantine because they think, oh, you might, you know, you might have a communicable disease. All right. Well, I mean, screw them too. I can, I can, for a fact, get you on with a guy who's, who's the front runner for Congress out of Washington state. So let's yeah, absolutely do this. Fuck this. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. I told, I told, cause Uniting New York state is a citizens group. They have a lot of volunteers and stuff. 
they said, what, what do we need to do? What do we, yeah. I said, what we need to do is everybody needs to reach out to whether it's a blogger or a podcaster or a, a, a mainstream media, a Fox News host, a, a reporter from Newsmax or OAN. I mean, whoever, wherever, it could be a local radio show, it could be a national radio show. There are a ton of media outlets that are considered middle of the road or conservative, or they should be hearing this story. They should know what New York is doing. And then they should know that there's a lawsuit to try and stop it. Because I think if people knew about this regulation, they would be up in arms. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what political party you are. You could be far left, you could be center, you could be far right, you could be somewhere in the middle. Basic freedoms cannot be sacrificed. We can't lose separation of powers in this country. You know, we just saw this. You, the executive branch on the federal level, so that's Biden and then his, his agencies, we just saw this happen with that whole, he made that, that edict where he said, every company in the United States that has 100 or more, yeah, have to, yeah. remember that? that you have to force your employees to get the COVID-19 shot. Otherwise they got to test weekly and wear a mask and whatever. He tried to push it through an agency. In that case, it was OSHA. And it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And this, this was back in January, just a couple months back. The, the Supreme Court ruled against Biden and his agency. They said, no, no, that what you tried to do was make a law. And the executive branch can't make laws. Laws come from Congress, which are the elected representatives of the people as a whole. And those elected representatives sit there in Congress and they debate it. They have arguments out loud when they when they were debating a law. Should we pass this? Should we not? That didn't happen with that regulation that Biden pushed through OSHA because Biden just pushed it through OSHA. And the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. You're, you're making a law. You can't make a law. You, you're supposed to enforce laws that are made by the legislature. This is the same exact thing that's going on in New York. The governor doesn't have the power, neither does her Department of Health, to make a law. That's just not the way it works. This is a law. So this, the, it, it has, the word has to be spread and it's very, um, very important because like I said, if they can get away with this in New York, it's just going to start to spread across the country Yeah. because once it's normal in New then, York, it, then you can't, it's, that's the biggest hurdle they have is just, is making it normal. And then yeah. after that, it's, it's like the burden is then on you, the citizen. And because like right now we can go, that'll never happen. You can't do concentration camps. Yeah, just like you can't do vaccine mandates, right? Just like, yeah, just like you can't have unlawful search and seizure, just like you can't have domestic wiretaps, just like you had until the point where we go, well, that's normal now. No, at, well, at one point it wasn't normal. That's and there right. was a little turbulence when they had to make it normal right post 9-11 nsa what's got to be normal and then all of a sudden it's been 20 years well you know the nsa wired no no no, no. the nsa is not supposed to do that they were shut down in the 70s they were almost shut down in the 70s because they were doing that but now it's been normal for 21 years and we don't we don't bat an eye right right that's exactly right so as soon as there's an emergency of some sort declared in the name of health and safety 
then people say, oh, oh, okay, the government, oh, government's going to help us. They're going to protect us. Oh, okay. You know, but you can't give up your rights. You, you can't do that. The Constitution, whether it's the United States federal Constitution or the New York State Constitution, you know, they're very, they're very similar. But the Constitution is not suspended in a time of emergency. In fact, the Constitution is even more important during a time of emergency, right? Because it protects the people. The Constitution was written to protect the people by keeping the politicians in check. The Constitution was not written to keep the people in check. (laughs) It's, It's the other way around. I mean, if you think about it, our founding fathers came from total tyranny. They had, they, they were under the rule of a king. Yeah. Right. And so a king does whatever he wants and makes edicts and makes rules or whatever you want to call them. And they were sick and tired of it. The founding fathers, they said, forget this. You know, we're, we're being treated horribly by this king in England. We're being taxed. We have no voice. No one's representing us. The king doesn't listen to it. That's the whole reason they started the United States of America, right? To, to break free from the tyranny. We can't sit here now and allow the Constitution to be shredded. It, it, it is being shredded on a federal level by the administration, the executive branch, Biden. And at, at, in New York State, it's being shredded on the state level by the governor and the Department of Health with this regulation. It's, it's very disappointing and it's, it's, the word has to get out. That's the biggest thing that I could ask people to do. Cause a lot of people say, how can I help? How can I help? Please just spread the word, share. We have a, a video, like a two minute video commercial, S- share that around. We have a website that we created, a specific web page that has all the information about the lawsuit. Share that around. Reach out to any media contacts you have and say, hey, did you hear about this? You know, you, you should really cover this story. If word doesn't get out, oof, we can't let democracy die in darkness. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> there are people that I'm going to try to put you in touch with and Obviously, I can't guarantee anything. I'll try to get you on other other podcasts. Um, now, is there? I'm just think, trying to think of like, because people will probably say that I'm being hyperbolic, calling it a concentration camp. That's what else would there be? Is there any like actual like plans? Is it, is it like written out in the bill? Like, do people, you, you need something that people can latch on to. We can't just be some abstract thing about tyranny. Is coming. Yeah, everybody's heard that out. Yeah, a million times over. Is there any act, does it say anywhere in the bill, like how the camps will be built, where they will be, what they will, anything that, that your mind can latch on, you know, if I just say there's evil in the world, that's very okay. But if you see a bunch of, you know, five-year-old girls being trafficked in shipping containers to Shanghai, then you go, oh, there's evil, right? You look at, you can say, you know, uh, Islamic terrorism exists. Yeah, maybe you're just a big, and then you see people jumping out of the World Trade Centers and you go, oh, that's what it is. Is there anything like more, am I, am I making it clear? Is there anything people right. that you could get or provide that would allow people to sort of grab onto it more? Yeah, so so on the website, um, 
that Uniting New York State has specifically for the lawsuit. There's a webpage. There's a link to the reg itself, to this regulation itself. And people can click on the link and you can read. It's not very long. You can read it and you can see the language that they're using and what they say. And um, the regulation doesn't set up the detention facilities. Like it doesn't, it doesn't say, and one will be built every five miles. Like it, it, it's not about that. It's about the power for the governor or the department of health to force you to do this. Right. So it, it doesn't say, um, like how many facilities are being built or whatever. It's not really the point of a regulation. That's more, um, you know, once they want, I mean, who knows? They could use, it's very vague. The language is very That's, vague. Yeah. They could use anything. They could use a hotel. Sure. They could use um, okay. An, okay. an abandoned uh, apartment building. Um, they could use a, a prison that they've shut down. Like, you know, because they, in New York, they did bail reform two years ago. Actually, yeah, two years ago. Um, that was under Governor Cuomo. And so now criminals get out with no bail. So, and, and they also let out a bunch of prisoners During from COVID. New York state jails. Did you hear about that? Because of COVID. Yeah. 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 So, we'll, so we'll let the criminals out of jail because of COVID, but we'll put people in the jails because of, because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, in fact, in fact, in the amicus brief, that's exactly what, so that it was drafted by um, Assemblyman Andy Goodell. He did a fantastic job. And then um, Assemblyman Joe Giglio and um, Assemblyman Bill, uh, Will Barkley signed on. And I'll tell you, that's one of the things that Assemblyman Goodell points out. He says, it, how ironic is this that a criminal could commit a crime here in New York, be arrested and then set free immediately because no bail, and then... You're taking people that might, maybe, who knows, have a communicable disease, and you're going to lock them up in a facility. Like, what, what, how? How is that logical? Like, what, what, in what world is that logical? I, I can't wrap my head around that. And that's the other thing. The regulation says if they think you might have been exposed even. They don't have to prove that you're sick. Don't have to prove, yeah. Yeah. And that right. that surely won't be abused. Yeah, a big social media company, that won't be abused. There won't be one party being censored and the other ones artificially amplified. Certainly that won't happen. Right. Yeah. How quickly oh what a coincidence. All the go- all the people running against me for Congress this the this midterm cycle. Huh. They were all thought to have had a communicable disease. What a <laughs> shucks. Well, anybody looking to run next year, maybe take note. Maybe take note. Maybe you'll end up in a camp. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, fuck this. Well, they're trying to do, um, there's a bill proposed in the New York State Legislature where they would create a database in New York State that they would track immunizations so they could see who had what shots, when, where. Well, they're trying to do that nationally as well. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it's harder to get it through nationally, but in New York, we have a super majority of Democrats in our, 
in our house, in our uh, assembly, in our Senate, and then in the governor's mansion. So we have a um, very heavy democratic rule here right now, but they're all up for re-election this November. Every single one of them, all the New York state senators and all the New York state assemblymen and the governor, they're all up. So New Yorkers need to do their homework and vote with their brains in November. That is for sure. Just, I mean, pretty clear cut, just vote no on the concentration camp. (laughs) You know, in a way, in a way they kind of serve it up. Hey man, you don't need you don't need to address the budget. You don't even need to address crime. Forget all of it. You just have to be anti-concentration camp. Yeah, I, I, but that's my point. It's not even a talking point. That's insane, and that's that's insidious. That's creepy because I don't think because I mean we've seen in the last two years how nothing's random online. If something is trending, it's because someone wants trending. And if something is not trending or not being discussed, it's because someone doesn't want it being discussed. So if this isn't even being discussed, yeah, this is I would probably venture to say that legislator probably didn't even come up with the bill. That's probably just a conduit for it. There's something else. Yeah. Now he proposed that bill um, I think it was in 2015, like with an Ebola issue or something, but he kept reintroducing it every year every, every or every session. He'd put it in, he'd put it in, he'd put it in. And it had different numbers over the years, the, the bill. Um, but most recently it was A416. But again, no, nobody else touched it. They, it never went to a vote. Nobody else sponsored the bill with him. Nobody backed it up. It was like, nobody wanted to touch it. Because I think politicians understand that if they did vote for that, they would never be reelected again. (laughs) Unless, unless of course, you can completely compromise the voting systems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not. That's a whole nother podcast, right? That's that's (laughs) well, that's the but that's the crux of all of it is it doesn't have to be. Are we debating concentration camps? It doesn't have to be. Are we debating a new tax on water slides none of it matters if the voting system's compromised you, that's, right. that's the that's the the key pressure point you control that you control everything do you want concentration camps do you want solar panels to be mandatory on every mcdonald's whatever doesn't matter that's right because if it's not representative then the cancer will grow unchecked that's correct you got it 100 percent there, there is a citizens audit group here in New York that has been um, very meticulously auditing and they have found, they can get it right down to the, the precinct level to see how bad, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, ballot harvesting or mm-hmm. fraud or, you know, people registered to vote at, you know, warehouses instead of at a house or you know, 11 people registered to vote in one house, you know, crazy stuff. Um, they're doing a great job, Citizens Audit Group. Um, and I, I'm very, very encouraged by their work. But that's the kind of thing, you know, New York legislature makes laws to expand mail-in voting. I mean, why do you think they're doing that? You, if yeah. anything, you want to shrink the mail-in voting. You want it to be a very limited number of people that can use mail voting. And, it, you know, historically it should be, they did it really originally because they had soldiers that were 
not home and able to vote. So they allowed those soldiers to mail in their ballots. But now here in New York, it's turned into, oh, you know, you have a cold and you can mail your ballot in. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You can mail it in from your concentration camp because you have a cold. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not sure they would actually let you mail something. I don't think think (laughs) that's not in the reg. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's the delusional thought that you could vote your way out of a concentration camp. Yeah, there's no, that's the other really scary it's thing the, is that there's, the end. There, there's no age limit either. Yeah, that's so the, they, it's the, it's the end. Once they physically move you, it's like the military or something, right? We have politicians, wheel and deal. They're making, you know, you have lawyers can argue and they can bring up precedents. I mean, true, true, true power is and every power knows this. It's ultimately the military. It's where can you physically reside, protected from bullets and bombs? Do you have your own water, food, medicine, and air supply? And can you enact carnage on those you don't like? Because ultimately, if you really break it down, we are biological beings existing in a four-dimensional universe, right? The three dimensions and then time. If you really have to break it down into that's power, everything else is window dressings. I think that's maybe why I'm kind of getting worked up about this is, this over here, a mandate, a bill, you can nothing, just walk, whatever. When you in space time, the coordinates on this planet, you, a biological being, are placed in a detention center where you can't get out. You're not voting your way out of that. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't ban Nazis. FDR didn't go and no more Nazi Germany. No, it was, it was, it was fought with mountains of bodies. We didn't, we didn't tell Japan and. <laughs> we're suing you. No, we drop nuclear bombs on their women and children. Ultimately, it comes down to physical reality. And this is different. This isn't a a law. This isn't a, this is the movement of you in four dimensional space time to an area where you can't leave that section of four dimensional space time. Yeah. And it's over. The gates are closed behind you literally and metaphorically. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, they could take your child. There, there's no age restriction. Yeah. They could take your ailing parent, yeah. your ailing grandparent. They could take anyone. It's a very broad regulation. It, the power it gives the Department of Health is unbridled. It's unbridled. It's very vague. It, it doesn't. It doesn't even make logical sense. It because again, it violates a number of New York state statutes that there is, there is a New York state law that says if somebody is a, a threat to others, that they could be forcibly placed somewhere, right. A a, a jail or a detention center, whatever, psychiatric ward, whatever it is. But there are very clear steps as to what has to happen before that person can be forcibly removed from society. And It has to be done by a magistrate. The order has to come from a magistrate, which means the person had a hearing, right? A magistrate is like a judge, right? Which means the person had a hearing before all, you know, and there are all these other steps that have to happen here. This regulation completely conflicts with that. It's like, oh no, 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 no. If the commissioner of health thinks that you might, maybe you walk past somebody that sneezed and they had COVID, you know, now you have to go quarantine. It's like, what? It's unbridled power. It's unbelievable. I can't believe we're talking about this in the United States of America. Yeah. But 
let's be thankful that it's at a position where we're still talking about it. And instead of saying, what weapons do I need to buy to fight? Instead, it can be, hey, let, what, what other podcast guests can we get to fight back against this? So it's, you know, it's bad enough right. we're having the conversation, but it is what it is. And so it's like when you realize that your car is on the other side of the parking lot and it's raining out. At a certain point, you just go, okay, well, it is raining. So let's just go to the car and let's be thankful that it's not hailing. Let's just, so it sucks that this is happening, but instead of dwelling on it, let's just start cutting the cancer out now. Yeah. Just, let's just get to it. Let's just fucking get after it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it has to be done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this case pro bono, which means I, I'm not yeah. getting paid for it because I believe so strongly that this regulation is completely unconstitutional, separation of powers, violates the New York state constitution five different ways, violates New York state law. It, it just, it, it, can't, it can't stay a regulation. It, it has to be deemed illegal by the court and struck down. So this is why, I, you know, this is why I'm doing this. I'm certainly, it's, it's one of the most important things in my mind, because we, you know, we also still have this mask. Uh, the, the governor also did a mask mandate, um, which other attorneys in New York are suing. There are several cases, maybe five, six, seven cases against the governor for the masks, um, but which is great, and we have to do that. But I mean, this is this is beyond putting a cloth over your face. I mean, this is really. This unbelievable is, stuff this is moving your biological body in four-dimensional space-time and, and and restricting you then you can't work what what if what if you're what if you're a working, waiter you're in a concentration camp yeah but right so what if you're a waiter like this is how you make your living this is how you support your kids would what if you are, are are someone that works that you can't just sit at your computer and, and on your laptop and and do your work from there what if you have to physically go to work every day and, and the Department of Health knocks on your door and says, sorry. I would say don't even engage that possibility. Look at it, what it is. It's the government locking you down. Right. You forget you can't do your job. Forget all of that. They're, they're physically. That's where the conversation starts and ends. That needs to be eradicated. Don't because then they, they can also tell you what kind of uniform you have to. It's not important. It doesn't matter where you, whether you're wearing the, the concentration camp stripes or the polka dots, you're in a concentration camp. So I would say just don't even don't even give them that justification because that makes it sound civil. But what if we can't work? We'll give you in it. No, 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 no. You're not putting me in a concentration camp. So yeah, I am some people. I say that because some people do think that, that it's okay. Some people yeah. are willing to give up that freedom sure. for safety, right? Yeah. For health and safety, for the greater good. Well, So people that think that, oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Because if even if personal autonomy isn't important to that person. Then you could at least maybe hit them on the, the battlefield of your job. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Right? Your job, you're, you're away from your loved ones. What if they knock on the door and come take your 10 year old child, put them, Oh, sorry. Someone in their class had a yeah. COVID or right. Yeah. I'm going to you have to humanize it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get you. I'm going to send uh, I have one more podcast actually in one minute. So we got to wrap this up. I'm going to send a, a bunch of texts after this next podcast 
I'm going to try to get you on other shows. And I know I'm 99% sure I can get you back on here with some bigger people and we can absolutely just keep doing recurring episodes to pound it into the mind of the mass psyche. If no one else will, we can be that loud. We can be that loud. Yeah. We can just be that annoying alarm that you can't hit snooze on. So definitely, definitely. That's great. Miss Bobby Hancox. Let's uh, let's get this thing going. I'll put your links in the description as always. You can check out her podcast if I believe it's all things lawyer. Yep. Yep. On Rumble. I, yep. It'll be on there. I, I it's still, still there. It's still oh. there. <laughs> um, we'll get that going. Text me any links that you want me to put in the description. Right. And um, yeah, I'm going to make a, a bunch of emails and, and texts tonight and maybe we can get the ball rolling. And uh, but for now, I have to go because the next guest is waiting. Miss Bobby. Yes. And tell, tell Dr. McCullough, I said, hi, I will absolutely tell him. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tommy. Take care.